again, and I have my lovely husband with me. This is D. Crow. We're so happy you joined us here on D. Crow Chronicles. All right. We came on today to talk to you about differences in emotions, because my husband and I have a lot of different qualities about us and our characteristic traits. Right. <laughs> I'm sure you can tell by the way we talk and then we start the show. Okay, again... When you're listening to this, please think about sharing this with others. Um, All right, rate us, review us, follow us, you know, leave, leave a message, ask a question, whatever. And we'll respond to you the best that we can. Yes, we are We are looking for things you want to hear about <clears throat> husband and wife of over 30 years with 19 biological children between the two of us. So let us know what you want to hear from us. Right. Okay, well, today I'm going to start with asking you a question, my love. What do we tend to do when we are embarrassed by our spouse's actions? Uh, That's a broad question, but I will try to answer it the best I can. Um, uh, The best way I can respond is telling the story, and this is one story that comes to mind. I remember a while back, of course this was a while back, I was on the phone with my dad, and days before that I had gone to the doctor and got some pretty good positive results from the doctor with my blood work and everything so much so that the doctor was so impressed was even telling my wife like oh you know this is great well it goes back to that day when I talked to my dad and my dad was on the phone and so my wife looks at me and she says oh my you know your son's got some great news you know he'd like to share with you and I just look at my wife like you really just call me out like that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. So, I mean, I didn't say nothing. I just gave her this look, and I was like, man. So, you know, I was, it was, you could say it was an embarrassing moment for me. So, but needless to say, in the midst of that, to answer the question, um, what do we do? What do we tend to do when we are embarrassed by our spouse's actions? I was embarrassed, yes, and my response was to think about what my wife had suggested and therefore I told my father what it was that my wife was saying so even though I didn't want to do it I considered what my wife was saying and I considered my father who might as well be excited to hear the news as well about the two so yes I was just super super proud of of the news and I knew if I didn't bring it up he probably would have never said anything so I didn't think about it being embarrassing when I did it. I thought about it was a need at the time, and I'm more careful now. Uh, before we do these things, a lot of times I, I try to say, what are you okay with me bringing up? Because I would like to actually answer this from a little of our past, if I'm allowed to. Sure. Okay, so again, those that have been listening and those that haven't, when we started our relationship, it was very different for the first 11 years than the time after. Well, my husband would like to go to the store with me with his friends sometimes. And they would start playing in aisles and doing things that I found very, very, very embarrassing. I'm not going to give the details. If he wants to say, he can, but I, I won't give the details. I'll just say some of the things they did in the store in front of the whole store of strangers. Again, I was embarrassed. And so I would walk away from them like I didn't know them most of the time I wouldn't do that now but it it was pretty embarrassing I don't know how he took it back then either because he was having so much fun being embarrassing (laughs) (laughs) 
So that probably wasn't the best way I could handle it because really those are all strangers. Why was I so embarrassed? Why do we get embarrassed about others' actions, but we don't get embarrassed about our own? It's it's amazing. Sometimes we do things that are really embarrassing. Right. And we tend to care more about what others, what others may think about us, contrast to rather recognizing that our spouse is the one that we should really be more concerned about rather than somebody else's you know if they if they look at us and they may you know we may feel embarrassed about whatever happened at the time and so rather than thinking about that we could be more concerned about our spouse so considering the circumstances whatever that may be like what my wife was saying about going to the store so yeah how, how do you feel that we can show commitment versus distancing because there has been a big change since back then where I would distance myself. Now I'll sometimes address my husband if I'm embarrassed by something, not in front of people, but I'll talk to him about it on, and you know, maybe not talk about that or around others or something to that sort, but how, how can we show commitment versus distancing when we get in those embarrassing moments? Um, I'd say especially in an embarrassing moment I would say laugh with your spouse I would say you know be there for your spouse and be embarrassed together I mean you know if you're together <laughs> and you're laughing together well then everybody else is gonna look they might just partake of that laughter as well so even if they do look at us strange but that's my answer to that I mean I've, we've had many moments like that so yes and for I'll give you a prime example I don't remember if you were there though I think you were there. We went to the store one time, and I know this is another off-topic of what you were talking about. I know what you were talking about, but it was another one. It was a well. This is one. uh, Multiple. Yeah, a buddy of mine. His name was Charles. God rest his soul. He's not with us anymore. Passed away some years back. But anyhow, he was a good friend of mine, and yes. He was a very good, embarrassing friend of his together, the both of them together, anywhere we went. He was one of the ones in my uh, nonverbal example. Right. And so <laughs> we went to the store one day, and this was back when I used to drink alcohol. I don't drink anymore. Again, I don't drink anymore. I drink water, Kool-Aid tea, anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll have a topic on that another time. Yeah. Anyhow, we went to the store, so we're there, and we were getting some more alcohol, some more like I said, I don't drink no more. And we were there, and I was like, man, I need to go to the restroom. I'm telling my friend Charles. And he was like, well, go. I was like, well, I don't really have to use the restroom. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I said, well, I have to pass gas. Of course, I didn't say that. And he's like, well, just, you know, just fart. You know, he told me, just fart. And he's facing me the opposite direction. He's looking at me face to face. I'm looking at him. He's looking at me. And I didn't know this. So, well, before I'm getting ahead of myself, he said, well, just do it. Just fart. And I was like, okay. So I did it. (laughs) (laughs) I was there. I was just distancing myself. (laughs) Uh, But what I didn't know is in the midst, after I did that, my friend looked at me and he just laughed so hard, man. And I was like, what the heck is so funny? And I look at him and I was like, there's somebody behind me. I turn around and it's an old lady just giving me this and she looked like you disgusting man <laughs> and then I look at my wife and she's just laughing cracking up too and, and very, in fact not thinking about it I think you had 
went to the vehicle like at that moment right after that i don't i don't remember what i did i just know i was there and it was very embarrassing and funny at the same time but poor little old lady sorry if you're out there still yeah <laughs> i mean i didn't know and i had <laughs> when you're young you really don't think about what you're doing out in front of others but that was one of the examples i was thinking about that i didn't want to mention because i didn't want to embarrass you it was funny but embarrassing <laughs> and then in public you know just yes and we laugh about it and tell the story once in a while you know to keep you know charles's memory alive because he was definitely a very fun individual in our family and with the older group right and our younger kids don't really know who he is so we got to tell the stories you got to keep the people in your past alive somehow Definitely. so he was he was great in our family uh okay to get back to our differences in emotions let's go on to the next question i have for you my dear okay how do we handle situations emotionally okay should i say how do you handle emotions um depends <laughs> anyhow, anyhow uh, I think um, I listen to music I like to read uh, I like to write I like to talk with my wife or discuss things depending on again with circumstances or whatever's going on at the time and whatever's got me emotional sometimes I'll just somewhere I'll go to my, I'll come to my room and I'll and I'll pray you know I'll keep try to get my head right and think about some things look up some bible verse and scripture meditate upon that you know and do things like that or again like I said or I'll put some music on if I didn't say that already you did music's a big one yeah I'll put some music on and depending on the mood I'll put music on yes. pertaining to that mood so it's a music mood right. emotional person right <laughs> If I'm feeling good, I'll put some cheery music. If I'm feeling a little despair and sadness, I'll put that kind of music on too. So everybody, my wife tells me, like, we can sense your emotion. We can see it on your face, you know, just so. Even the kids that aren't here, because they'll start texting me because dad has sent them a certain type of music and they're like, is dad okay? <laughs> but is that how you always handled it? How did you used to handle it before we really started talking a lot and working together? Oh, uh, before I used to just... Uh, be angry. I would break things. I would fly off in a rage and curse or and get completely quiet. Curse and yell and yes, I would shut down and hide in my room and I would turn the lights off and just sit in darkness and you know just it wasn't a good thing. It was very terrible at that time and it didn't help. If anything, it made things. It brought. It drove a huge wedge, guys between my wife and I, as well as my family, our children and everybody else, the people that would try to talk to me. People that tried to talk to me, I distanced myself from them. I didn't want to talk to them. I didn't want to hear from nobody. I didn't care to hear from nobody. I just, it was, it was, to me at that time, it didn't feel like it was even worth it. There was like, there was no value in seeking any kind of counsel or advice or suggestions from anybody. I thought, well, I'll handle it myself. When really, I didn't. If I'm just sitting here, how am I handling it? How am I handling my emotions if I'm not talking to others? Family, friends, my wife, more importantly, my wife. You that's in a relationship, do you communicate with the person you're in a relationship with? 
that's how it's going to work. That's how you're going to bring intimacy in your marriage. That's how your differences of emotions, uh, when you explain those things to one another, then you get a better insight to your your spouse's heart as well as your boyfriend and girlfriend's heart when they share their heart with you and what's on their mind and you can understand them better rather than trying to fix them rather than trying to get them to do this or that we should try to put ourselves in their shoes so we can better understand and be there and have compassion with them and and i i agree with all those points and i'll share a little about how i was before compared to how i am now which isn't too much different but I, I used to be a fixer. I had to fix whatever was going on. So when he was in his rage or upsetness, I wanted to fix it. I didn't want him to feel that way. So I would push myself at him, which just made things worse. I'm like, well, what can I get you? How can I help? Come on, get up. Let's do something. Just, just kind of pushy instead of supportive. And I think that's uh, one thing now where I'm more supportive. If I see he needs a quiet time, which is not how I am. I hate quiet. Yes. Um, and that just comes from the background of my childhood. I just don't like to be left alone or left hanging and not know what's going on. Just at least tell me you're okay, blah, blah, blah. Those things I've told my kids. They could tell you tons of stories about. I'm like, just write me you're alive. I'm okay. I just, I, I just need that in my life emotionally. And so that was hard for my husband who was sh- shutting down all the time. And then for me, I was like, what can I do? It would get me anxious, upset. Uh, I'd be out there trying to get the kids to behave better. Look, we all got to get together and this and that. Dad's not going to, you know, feel better until we're doing better out here. But his moods in the past would make the whole house. Um, Now we've learned to, when he needs time, I I back off and I wait. I try to be supportive, maybe leave a scripture, a little note on the side, something he can read. Um, Not text because we've had some text wars in the past because a lot of people do that. When they get upset at each other, they start texting. Don't text, guys. That's not a relationship. I mean, to positiveness, like, hey, I love you and stuff like that, yes. But not arguing. Right. You mentioned texting, and I think uh, I wanted to say something about that because I know and I've learned by experience that if you text somebody and you're texting them, you know, you have some people that send a text message in all caps, which we know (laughs) that if you send something in all caps, you're yelling at that person, so it's no different even though it's nonverbal communication, you can see it, but still, it's the same thing. Guys, don't do that. Don't do that to your wife. Don't do that to your, your whoever you're in a relationship with. Try to maybe back off. Because even in a text message, if you're saying something, and it could even come out for yourself when you're writing that text message, it could appear to yourself that it's showing genuine love and compassion. But to the person receiving it, you know, word, words interpret, man. They look at it and think, oh, they're being prideful. Oh, they're just, you know, being demeaning and, you know, condescending and or whatnot. So, there you order. Another, another phone <laughs> don't do is if you're on the, if you're in a conversation on the phone, I would suggest not arguing when you're out in public on a phone and don't hang up on each other. We've seen this a lot in, in the younger generation of our family, that them or their spouses or their brothers or their sisters or whatever and they get upset at them and they just hang up on them what if something happened to that person in that time you hung up on them you never know what's going to happen why would you leave yourself that kind of possible agony coming your way and it doesn't help the other individual and so those are practices that my husband and I try really hard not to do um, 
and I used to be one that would text him like that I said okay the only way I'm gonna get to him is if I text him and then we'd start getting really ugly in the text to each other and you can't take that back it's writing that can be copied and shown to others just remember everything you do on your phone someone else is saving your information I know because I'm a person like that I save information um, and it just you just got to think about how do you handle your emotions the best way is not through technology or the phone because I say phone but you could be doing it on your computer you could be doing it in your social sites a lot of people like to share their problems about their significant other why do you want to bash your the person you love to the public those are things just to think about like well, you shouldn't do yeah but even that i would go back to that too is that for, for you or anybody individuals that would put their emotions or whatever on any social media platform you're discussing this about your spouse or whoever you're in a relationship with and you're expecting to get some kind of feedback and the worst part is in the midst of you bashing whoever it is that you're bashing and trashing you're expecting this conversation to come back to you good chances are you may not but even if you do get feedback that you like what is it fueling what kind of emotion is it fueling for you is it more pride more arrogance more you know uh, make you want to retaliate towards yeah. the your spouse or whoever you're in a relationship with so those are dangerous grounds to be at guys you might want and then when you do that if you're sending something like that and you're putting stuff like that on social media you know you, the person that you already talked to we don't take the time to consider man we've already hurt them already so why are we trying to add to that and then it's you know we're looking for attention from people you don't even know on online yeah like oh yes you know you're right about this and it's fueling your pride and but meanwhile your relationship is getting further and further away from one another and how does that help guys how does that fix anything it doesn't it just drives a bigger wedge and before you know it you find yourself in the arms of another so and one, I know we kind of, it seems like we kind of got side, sidetracked, but I actually like where the conversation went. But a little more on me is, is I don't express my feelings well. Um, it just, to me, I'd rather not say something hurtful. So I won't say something that's really bothering me because I don't want to hurt my husband's feelings. But we have to learn, we have to learn how to do that over time. The people that are like me, where you kind of keep everything in, I can go to work with a smile on my face and be having horrible stuff going on at home and nobody would know like I can shut those emotions away but they build up and they blow I've had some really bad blowouts over the years but also I don't feel like if I'm not sharing I'll feel sometimes like well I'm not getting appreciated or this wasn't noticed or this or that but maybe the other person didn't see what I was doing had no idea because I never talked about it and so I've learned more recently in the last couple of years to be more open to discussing things that I don't agree with and and it's hard for me but each of us have had to take something that we don't do well and start learning how to do it for the other right. so I'm learning to cut back and be quiet and think sometimes before I speak because I, I like to stand up for my honor real quick when somebody accuses me of something and I've had to learn to step back and think okay think this through if this is bothering my husband why do I want to keep doing that maybe I can find something else that will help and so it's just or if it's something I'm really hard and 
you know, let's talk about this when we're not in a bad mood. Like, let's come back and have this discussion later when we're both cooled off, have some time to pray, figure out what we really want to say in a nice, kind manner. And so those are things that I've had to work on within me over our relationship because I want to be supportive of my husband in everything he does, but my support may not be what he sees as supportive. And so that's where we come down to how do we support each other. And now we're supporting our listeners by sharing our hardships between us in a marriage. And and uh, I don't... We're not talking about uh, being passive here, guys. You know, like, because you heard my wife say that she didn't want to... There's been times where she said she didn't want to hurt me or offend me or you know, say something that would you know, bring me down. But nevertheless, you know, again, we don't... We're not pressing upon anybody to be passive yes you know be concerned be compassionate you know but i'm not saying to be flat out passive there's a difference between being flat out passive and accountability and that's what we're aiming at here we're aiming at accountability so if your spouse or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or whoever you're in a conversation with any kind of friendship relationship that for that matter if they tell you something that might be hurtful the question isn't well you offended me by what you said the real question we should really be asking ourselves is is what they said is it true what was it helpful to me to know that what they told me brought some kind of hurt or brought some negative emotion upon other people as well as you're in relation whoever you're in relationship with that's something to think about it's something to really consider and to be aware of even more when you're communicating with those around you. So don't don't neglect accountability. If your spouse tells you something, if your boyfriend or girlfriend or whoever your friendship relationships tell you something, besties, consider what they're telling you. Um, you know, think about it in your head as well as think about how you're gonna respond before you actually respond. And so quick and harsh you know definitely you know think do some clear think some critical thinking before you actually respond to somebody think about the consequences behind your actions not just for you but those around you because a lot of people like to do their arguing in front of people and it's really not the best place to do your arguing right um and if you have big behavioral differences in how you handle life will learn how each one handles theirs and support them in theirs don't try to change your significant other or your bestie or your siblings or anybody else the change has to come within you to be accepting of who they are and when they see that you're being accepting of who they are and loving them anyways then they'll start looking to see how you do things differently and i think that's how two people become one is you start learning from each other and seeing the differences and you start sharing them some of the things that my husband used to be really consistent about I'm really consistent about now and so it's just like we grow from each other over the time frame of our time together as the saying says you are who you hang with definitely (laughs) you are who you hang with and so with that thank you for joining us yes this is uh, Crow. Mama Chen. All right. Signing off. Bye-bye.